Hello, and welcome to Orot Mizrach, the remarkable teachings of Rov Cook, produced and recorded by Rabbi Dov Kidron and presented by World Mizrahi. Whether this will be your first exposure to Rav Cook's Torah or not, this series shines a new light on one of the most venerable Torah giants and spiritual leaders of the religious Zionist movement. So, we invite you to join us as we delve into the vast world of Rabbi Abraham Yitzchak Cook. Hello. During the lowest point of Bill Clinton's presidency, when the impeachment proceedings were going on, he invited a number of clergies to meet with him in Cincinnati. Rabbi Michael Pillay was one of the invitees. He told himself, if I'm going to meet with the president, it's not just going to be a feel-good photo op. I am going to deliver a message. So he prepared himself thoroughly for that moment. Clinton was going around and shaking hands with each of the individuals present. When it was Pillay's turn, he said to him what he came prepared to say, Mr. President. You have to do tshuva. This is the time for tshuva. Clinton's response to Pele was surprising. When you say tshuva, I responded, do you mean it the way Rabbi Soloveitchik was teaching it, or do you mean it the way Rabbi Cook was teaching it? Surprising as it was to hear the President of the United States ask such a fine theological question, Rabbi Pele did not miss a beat and said, Rav Cook's version of tshuva, of course. That's interesting, answered Clinton. Most people I spoke to recommend the Soloveitchik approach. Let's talk. And when the meeting was over, Palais got to sit with Clinton for a private meeting for 15 minutes, explaining to him why, in his eyes, Rav Cook's approach was more to his liking. Indeed, tshuva is one of the topics that fascinated Rav Cook and which he researched in depth and wrote a phenomenal book about. This subject is so fascinating because of its miraculous optimism, which Rav Kook understood is what moves the world in a better direction. He writes in his introduction to the book that tshuva is the basis of all hopes, private and public, because only by virtue of it can we be sure that things will be better in the future. In order to understand a little more the great importance of tshuva in Rav Kook's eyes, we need to understand the meaning and relevance of tshuva to individual and collective life. Let's start with the basics. All big and general matters begin, of course, with individuals. Rav Kook connected the personal idea of tshuva with personal authenticity, in which a person is true to his self and returns to the root of his soul. The idea of tshuva has to do with a person's return to a natural, physically, Healthy life, yes, living healthy life, playing sports, or adopting a special diet are part of the concept of tshuva. One must, of course, also ascend morally and intellectually in such a way as to eventually return to divinity. And at the end of the process of human repentance, all nations and humanity as a whole will return to not just a healthy life, but recognition of God's kingdom. About a year before his death, Rav Kook wrote an article in which he wrote that many people perceive the concept of tshuva in a distorted way. People mistakenly think that repentance comes from depletion of the soul, from weakness, from laxity, and from lowering the life force. But the truth is exactly the opposite. Repentance puts into practice hidden powers and strengthens the life force. The real and authentic tshuva is a movement with a life power that adds treasures of powerful forces of creativity, of joy, of a life full of content in a way that positively affects all spiritual and practical values. 
Rav Kook understood that the image of tshuva is very, very important because if it has a positive image in people's eyes, it will cause many to create a trend of tshuva that can attract many people. He understood the importance of communicating with the general public, which at the time was expressed mainly through newspapers, poems, books, and plays, and encouraged anyone who had talent in one of these fields to put his talent into practice, and of course, to express the beauty of Judaism and Torah to bring the general public closer to the true, beautiful, and pure concept of repentance. He wrote that the distorted conception of the concept of repentance is what hinders individuals, and especially what hinders the general tshuva, the communal tshuva. If, in the public atmosphere, there's a false impression that tshuva leads in the direction of weakness, then progress in this direction should not be expected. But the more people influencing public opinion describe the general tshuva in its positive and true light, and the more it becomes fixed in the public consciousness that the idea of tshuva will benefit everyone and will do good to everyone, that it will increase the intensity and positive content of life, more obstacles will be removed and the people of Israel will be able to advance toward realizing its enormous potential. Rav Kook wrote that true tshuva does not express weakness, depletion, or feebleness, but on the contrary, true tshuva expresses heroism, spiritual and physical strengthening, and increases true joy of life. Rav Kook researched in depth the psychology of tshuva and its meaning emotionally and mentally, and wrote that tshuva is the authentic expression of a desire for absolute true freedom, an original divine freedom with which there is no slavery, a freedom in which a person manages to reach the peak of his aspirations out of a strong will, the peak of his understanding with a clear mind. And this becomes possible by reaching the peak of his physical strength. The freedom of tshuva is a freedom that connects a person directly to the creator of the universe and allows him to break out of the bondage to the wills and desires of the body and to express the will of the soul in the freest possible way. He delved into the idea of repentance and realized that it does not belong only to people who have sinned and need something to light their way in life. But it, it is actually the hidden aspiration of the entire world, an aspiration that the world, and especially the human race, feels unconsciously and does not know how to carry out. All of humanity has a potential that is not yet being realized. And therefore, the word tshuva expresses the hidden desire that exists in all mankind and in every individual to return to the source, to rise back to the level that Adam was at and to realize the tremendous potential inherent in the human race. Rav Kook actually recommended that every person aspire to be a Baal Tshuva, because this is actually an aspiration for perfection. But a person who wants to be complete Sadiq finds it difficult to feel the aspiration for perfection as a Baal Tshuva feels, so only through this feeling of trying to be a Baal Tshuva and striving for the perfection can a person rise to maximum heights. Repentance is also what causes true joy. The authentic aspiration of tshuva expresses endless optimism and brings a person immense joy by recognizing his current state and the possibility of reaching a much more corrected and much more complete state. 
one should have absolute confidence that tshuva will elevate him to the ultimate level of fulfilling his potential. And with a strong will, nothing will stand in his way. It is certainly doable for any person who really desires it. Rav Kook wrote that tshuva is the healthiest feeling of the soul because just as the human body naturally emits harmful substances and this emission benefits and heals the body, so too when the soul is healthy, it must come to the great happiness of tshuva emitting the evil deeds and the bad and spoiled impressions of every bad thought and every bad act and every distance from the good. When the soul and body are healthy, they naturally emit the waste from them, spiritual and physical. Rav Kook, as we have mentioned before, had a very broad view. And in his understanding, all of humanity, for thousands of years, has been going through a process of tshuva. The sages of blessed memory have already said that repentance preceded the world, meaning that Adam, the first person created by God before he sinned, was on a very high level of perfection, as is appropriate for God's creation, but it was known in advance that he would sin and descend from the high level in which he was. And when he sinned and ate the fruit of the tree of knowledge, the evil inclination was imprinted in him, and this caused all of humanity to be humiliated to a very low spiritual state. But the potential and aspiration to return to where we were exists within us. As years go by, humanity is ascending, and this process is still underway, and it includes cultural, political, social, scientific, and health processes, and people still have a long way to go until they reach the spiritual perfection that Adam was in. Every single person who properly succeeds in repentance thereby connects to the general good and contributes to the correction of the world atmosphere and attaches himself to the good side, thereby making an impression and influencing directly or indirectly world history and helping it reach its destination. Every person in the world can improve and influence the course of the entire world, each according to the power of his influence on his family, his friends, his environment, the generation in which he lives, or even future generations. And slowly but surely, by virtue of these good influences, that are accumulating, the world is advancing in a better direction. Rav Kook's broad perspective, which penetrated deep into the human spirit and understood the direction in which the world aspires and where it should go, did not skip the role of the Jewish people in advancing the world to its goal. A very central part of the entire world's tshuva process is the repentance of the people of Israel who will return to their healthy nature because the Jewish people were chosen by the creator of the world to lead all of humanity and light the way to the great goal of improving the status of all humanity and ascending it to a higher moral level. Rav Kook did everything within his power to change to the better the public image of tshuva in particular and Judaism in general among the Jewish people in order to bring together different parts of the nation he had connections with many of the most important Hebrew writers and poets of his time. One of them was Yosef Chaim Brenner. In 1907, he was in London, and then Rav Kook's son, Tzvi Yehuda, who was 17 years old, sent him one of his father's books, and in the accompanying letter, he described to the writer the character of his father and explained his father's method 
And among the things he wrote, my father, the author, besides his genius in the Torah, is also called a tzaddik. And yet, he is a free scholar and philosopher without any restraint before him. He researched and studied the teachings of all the philosophical teachers among the nations of the world with deep knowledge and investigated the foundations of our Torah and reached even the secrets of Kabbalah in it. And from all this deep knowledge, he knew the fracture of our people and understood that the source of all evils stems from not knowing each other, from distancing and not understanding each other until, for example, on the one hand, Judaism became synonymous with hatred of life and idleness in the eyes of the new generation. And on the other hand, education and wisdom and life aspirations became synonymous in the eyes of the old generation with heresy and revulsion of, in the Torah. In order to bridge these gaps, he prints his ideas in different styles, in different directions, and talks to anyone whom he finds worthy. And his influence is very great on the new generation who are very familiar with his special value. He stands as the connecting pillar, which supports both sides and plants the good in each of them and seeks to bring each other close and get to know each other. And at the top of his summit, understanding the essence of Judaism and its details together with its commentators and explainers. In order to achieve this goal, he wrote a book, which he sent to that same writer part of which is aimed at the old generation in order to explain to them that there are good things in the young fighters of the new generations. And part of it is aimed at the new generation so that they will understand and get to know the old Judaism and see the beauty in it. One of Rav Kook's famous quotes is that a person who does not understand that in our generation there is a process of redemption of the Jewish people from exile cannot fully understand the matter of tshuva and its relevance in our time. Because in every generation and at all times, there are matters unique to that time. And those who do not understand the uniqueness of God's leadership in our time cannot properly understand the depth of tshuva as it is expressed today. According to sources in the hidden part of the Torah, he wrote that it's necessary for the people of Israel to return to the land of Israel in order to ascend spiritually and promote the process of repentance of the nation. Because as we mentioned in the podcast that dealt with this subject, there is an inner spiritual connection between the people of Israel and the land of Israel. And it is precisely in this land that the people of Israel can receive the appropriate inspiration to ascend and return to what they should be. He explained that the people of Israel have a natural way of life which is most suitable for the body and soul of the Jewish people and this way of life can and should exist in the land of Israel exactly as determined by the Torah. And the more the people of Israel strengthen their mental, spiritual and physical connection to the land of Israel, the greater the good spiritual inspiration that the nation receives and it grows stronger in every way. As someone who looked at things with spiritual introspection, he clearly knew that the return of the people of Israel to its land is part of the process of repentance of the people of Israel, which, as it grows, brings favor and blessing to the people of Israel and the entire world. According to this, he explained, 
that the awakening of the Jewish people to return to Israel must come from natural motives of feeling that this is the most natural and appropriate thing for us. He wrote that the awakening of the return to Zion that came because of troubles and persecution against Jews in various parts of the world was only a coincidence and the atmosphere of enthusiasm generated by such motivation does not reflect the true inner emotional need of the Jewish people. The inner aspiration for the perfection of the people of Israel and the desire of the nation to return to its land must come from a sincere positive will which will come as a result of a clear understanding that the only place suitable for us, the only place where our nation can realize its amazing potential is the Holy Land. And that clear understanding will truly grow and strengthen as the light of the inner Torah and the amazing depth of opinions that exist in the Torah continue to live among the people in a great and sublime way. The power of Torah will ultimately motivate the nation to its natural, true, and sincere repentance. Let's conclude with a story that teaches Rav Kook's great confidence in the holy power of the land of Israel that will positively influence the Jews gathered into it. When Rav Kook was in New York in 1924, a wealthy Jew who introduced himself from Denver came to see him. The rabbi thanked him for this and added, I would be happier if you came to visit me in Eretz Israel. After a while, when the rabbi was already in Israel, one day the same Jew came to the rabbi and said, I've kept my promise and I've come to Israel. From here, I will travel to the Western Wall and then tour the land of Israel. A few weeks later, he returned to the rabbi and told him, I've come to say goodbye. Are you returning to the U.S.? the rabbi asked. Yes, said the Jew, because I don't want to come to such land of Israel. It has many criminals, cheaters, and thieves. It also has many burden breakers and offenders. The land of Israel is no better spiritually than the United States. When Rav Kook heard these words, he asked the guest to sit next to him and asked him, You are from Denver, right? Yes, the guest replied. The rabbi continued, I heard that in Denver, the climate is stale and bad and people are very sick and suffering there. So how can you want to live in such a city? What is the rabbi talking about? The visitor was shocked. After all, Denver is a glorified healing city with its pristine and excellent climate. The rabbi continued, but I have heard from reliable people who have seen with their own eyes sick people walking the streets of Denver and groaning in pain. So how can you tell me that the climate is good? The visitor replied, it is true that there are many patients in Denver, but they're not residents of the city. But patients who come from all over the United States to be cured. The city itself did not cause them any disease, but on the contrary, it's good air helps them to heal. Rav Kook said to him, the exact same thing is happening spiritually in the land of Israel. Its air is good, pure and refined, and sick people come from all over the world and they bring with them the impurity of the land of the nations, but there is no doubt that over the time, they will be healed thanks to the healthy climate of our holy land and will live a pure and healthy Jewish life. So why do you want to stay away from Israel and not from Denver, where there are also patients? This greatly affected that guest and he decided to stay longer in the country and act in its favor. In conclusion, Rav Kook wrote that repentance is one of the commandments of the Torah, which expresses a very deep aspiration 
of every person in particular and of the entire nation of Israel and of the human race in general. It is a commandment that on the one hand is the easiest to perform since the intention of repentance is enough to turn an evil person into a righteous one. But on the other hand, it is one of the most difficult matters for humanity which has not yet been fully realized in the world and in life. The concept of tshuva is the source of an optimistic spirit that constantly hovers in the air of the world and pushes it forward. And as time passes, the whole world becomes more and more corrected. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Orot Mimizrach, The Remarkable Teachings of Rav Cook. New episodes are released every Sunday. You can subscribe and listen to Orot Mimizrach on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to follow World Mizrahi on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at World Mizrahi. Thank you and have a great day.